here so we don't get fined. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And we are back with another episode. Bam, bam. Um, huh? What? What'd you say? I just made some, you know, onomatopoeia noises. Do you know like, what onomatopoeia is? Yeah. It's like when you, like when a word sounds like a sound, like bam, or boing. Fair enough. Yeah, you didn't. You weren't expecting that. I was not. You? I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Yeah. That's right. I know Listen, things. Onomatopoeia is the type of colloquialism that you should that you particularly should know but wouldn't. Name another one. The word semantics. I use that perfectly. It is docu- there is documented you definitely proof use of it. me using it perfectly. Not perfectly. I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't you count. Definitely use it. It doesn't count. You can't. The word zeitgeist. That's what what's hip. You know that now because I explained it to you on, on first, pod. Yeah, the first okay, the first podcast you decide to throw a big word you've never used. I have you what? Just, I've used the word zeitgeist also, many also, a time. Also, there is no proof that I didn't know what it means. I just asked you to elaborate for our listeners because I didn't want them thinking, oh, here's this guy who uses big words. On our first episode, you came across very pompous. I was just trying to rein it in a little bit. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize yeah. for my pompousness. Thank yeah. God. What would we do without you, Thomas? I, you know what? To, That's ground, a... to really ground the pod. You know what? You know where you wouldn't be in the current zeitgeist, like you are now. Well done. Yeah, I know words. Well Damn. <laughs> Listen, uh, all I'm saying is onomatopoeia is the type of word that you would be like, "What does that mean?" So, listen, I I took some I took notes sometimes in English. I in English? Oh, I never took notes in English. I was really bad at English. Granted. So. I also had an English class where we were shown a documentary on extraterrestrials. And the next three classes we had were talking about extraterrestrials and the debate on whether or not they're real. So That sounds like a fun class. That was that was the class I used to sleep in freshman year. 8 a.m., three days a week. I would literally take a pillow and sleep in it. In college? Yeah. I, fair enough, dude. Yeah. I don't think I've ever fallen asleep in class. At the end of that semester? Wait, ever? No. Bro, I cannot count the number of classes that I've fallen asleep in. I'm a, like, I'm a decent student in the classroom. And, like, toward the end of my college run, I became just, like, a, a good student. But, like, before that, and it was really one professor who whipped me in the shape. But before that... I was a decent student in the classroom and then a terrible one outside of the classroom. So, like, being attentive in the class afforded me to take it easy and then mail it in a little bit outside of the classroom. You know what I'm saying? See, I was the exact opposite. Like, I was terrible at taking notes. I was terrible at paying attention in class. But, like, when it came down to study for a test, like, the week before a test, I would get four or five different people's notes. And I was I was a good studier and memorizer. Like, I could I could spend a week studying a bunch of notes and studying the textbook and do really well on the tests. My mom's going to listen to this and she's going to call me and she's going to voice her frustrations. I didn't start studying. I studied for the ACT and I studied for some other big tests, but I didn't start consistently studying until my junior year of college. I didn't study for the ACT. I just, like, like, when I say I studied for the ACT, I looked at a prep book, thumbed through it, and that was, that was my studying. Here's what happened. My sister was a great student. Yeah? I was a terrible student. Yeah. Because of that, my sister made great grades. Didn't you have, like, a 30 in English your senior year? It was a 37, and, uh, yes. And it was only because I hadn't turned in any assignments. I turned them all in, made a B in the class. I just would like to remind you that like three minutes ago, you were like, see, it was the exact opposite for me. I was a great student outside of the classroom. Well, I was in high school when I didn't care 
I'm just saying. When I started having to pay for classes, I started caring a lot more. That's a big mood right there. Yeah. When you're paying for these classes, it makes no sense. When I had to retake a class and pay an extra $1,500 for said class, I started caring. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But no, so like I was a terrible student. My sister was a great student. And so she made a bunch of good grades. And my mom was like, why aren't you more like your sister? Um, you know, not in those exact words, but she was like, your sister makes A's. I know you can make A's. And like my mom's big complaint was that I didn't try. So I was not doing what I was capable of doing, which like fair. Yeah. She had every right to be upset. Uh, but at the time, all I wanted to do was be as good as my sister. So my sister took the ACT a few times, got a 23. It was her best score. I took it once without trying, got a 23. I was like, wait, really? I'm as good as Sam. I don't have to do it no more. Sam got a 23. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't know why. I just expected your sister to have like 30s. Dude, my my sister's brilliant. My sister's very smart, uh, but she's not a great test taker. That's fair. And I think that's the. Yeah. I'm a pretty good test taker. Me too. Like yeah. standardized tests, like I'm pretty like. Like tests never really stressed me out. Yeah, same. And like I felt really bad for like people who it yeah. did because i'm just like it's just a yeah. test well that's the thing with like my sister too like she's brilliant like she's so smart and she'll go in and take a test and get a 70 and i'm like you know all of this why are you like like if you had just been doing your homework and asked her for help she probably could have just instantly. nailed it yeah out the park yeah although one time i was struggling in math in college and i was yeah. like sam i need your help she's like that was forever ago and she's a math major she teaches math to high schoolers. I don't understand. And she couldn't help me with my math homework because she studied it too long ago. I don't understand how people are math majors. Like, I, don't I have so much respect for someone who majors in math. My sister got a 4.0 in that her is... master's program in math. Uh, when I was a chemistry major, we I had to take physics. And the story is relevant, I promise. Uh, we had one guy who was a math major who was like awesome. Everyone loved him. Everyone struggled in that class, except for one person. Was it him? No. Oh, no. Webb? No, he got like... So was like, it Webb? If you... If you <laughs> it, it was Webb. I remember. But like, here's the thing. Here's the, the theater thing. major? If you took if you took Webb out of the class... It was Mario. If you took Webb out of the class, Mario would have been the top score with like 70s. And then everyone else, like maybe like one or two people in 60s, and then the rest below 60. I was one of those below 60s. Bro. I was really bad at physics. You're talking uh, about brilliant people. Webb is freaking brilliant. Yeah, but uh, no, Webb, the drama major, theater. just smoked us. Theater major, same difference. It's not. Whatever. Uh, just smoked us out of the classroom. He's That's getting so A's. Funny. And he, was, like, he wasn't even trying. And he's like, oh, this is so fun. <laughs> our final, though, was we had to launch water balloons at our teacher with like a pseudo trebuchet type slingshot type deal and we had to like calculate angles and like wind blowing speed and all this stuff and like i'm over here you know chemistry major freaking out trying to calculate this in real time and webb's just laughing his butt off being like oh you're just like one hand pulling it back and just nailing the target (laughs) and i'm just like what is happening dude dude webb is a incredibly smart individual this has nothing to do with sports he'll probably never listen to this pod anyway he definitely won't he doesn't listen to our pod no uh but uh anything relevant happened this weekend uh i hear there was a concert in arizona oh i heard it was really good yeah dude she hasn't done stuff in a while like a lot of hype around that cool yeah other than that nothing but yeah nothing oh i guess I guess it was a football game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Senior Bowl. No, that was last Close. week. Close. Close. Um, Pro Bowl. Nope, also last, last week. Last week. Um, yeah. Hall of Fame game? No. The Superb Owl. The Superb Owl? Oh, oh sorry. Oh, 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 Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Wow. Fun fact, if you go to Reddit and type in Super Bowl... What's going to come up is the subreddit Superb Owl, and it's just a bunch of majestic owls, and it's awesome. I follow that subreddit. Who? (laughs) Um, 
Listen, but yeah, no, uh, Super Bowl happened. Yeah, if you missed it, uh, like I did, I had to work, but I watched the condensed game highlights. Condensed game slash highlights, not condensed game highlights, where it's like. That would be really. Like, yeah. only scoring plays. Yeah, only score. No, not even. Just the kickoff and then the final field goal. <laughs> There's everything you need to know. No, uh, I, I was able to see parts of it, but I was at work. Uh, David got to see the whole thing. And yeah, to all indications from what I saw and from what I went back and watched, it looked like it was probably the best Super Bowl in the last seven years. It was far and away. I was I was able to watch the whole thing. It was, in my opinion, the best Super Bowl I've seen since the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. And I would argue better than that one. So are the Eagles just like a lock for a great Super Bowl if they're in it? I guess, dude. Like, I guess it always seems to be a good one. Yeah. Even even when even the first time they played the Patriots, McNabb even when Brady, they had, and it was a not really close game, it still felt like a great Super Bowl. Yeah. Even when they had a backup and a ton of injuries, they put on a great Super Bowl and a, won. A backup quarterback catching tutties. Yeah. No, that was a phenomenal Super Bowl. But this one, I think, was better. I mean, this was just a phenomenal back and forth comebacks. Uh, great plays, phenomenal catches. And just effort, dude. And, dude, Jalen Hurts put on one of the best Super Bowl performances I've ever seen in my life. Oh, absolutely. And and they didn't win, which makes me kind of sad for them. But I was rooting for the Chiefs, so, like, I'm glad the Chiefs won. But I don't know, man. I uh, It was a great, great, great game. A lot, a lot happened. We're going to get into a lot. Uh, if you do... If you didn't watch it, if you haven't been paying attention for some reason, I feel like everyone who's going to intentionally listen to a sports podcast watched the Super Bowl. Yeah, or at but least kept up with it to a degree. If you missed it, there are two important things to know. Uh, one is that the Chiefs won 38-35, to 35, final score. Two is that I was perfect on my prediction. I said on this podcast, check the tape. You know what I think is going to happen? I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be back and forth. And I think it's going to end off of the foot of Harrison Butker with a last second field goal. And the Chiefs win by three. What happened? How good do you feel about yourself? The Hurts Hurts goes down, scores a tutty, gets the two-point conversion, ties it up. The Chiefs march down the field. Harrison Butker kicks a field goal with eight seconds left. Chiefs win by three. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please quit the applause. Thank you. So let me ask you, uh, how would you rate the ending of the Super Bowl? <sighs> are we going to get into that first? Is that the first thing we're going to get into? I mean, that's that's where we are. It makes the most sense with how I just like this has progressed. There's so much else that happened in the Super Bowl. But I, let's get that out of the way. Let's get the bad part out of the way. So, again, in case you missed it, at the end, how would I rate it? I would yeah. rate it a 4 out of 10. But not really? for the same reason as other people. I personally ha- thought it was a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10. I like It wasn't exciting. It was a Given the rest of the game, it wasn't exciting. And that was why that's why it's as low as a 4. Okay. Um, because the rest of the game was so exciting. And even, like, well, just to set the scene... Um, there is a holding call on Juju Smith-Schuster that gives the Chiefs an automatic first down, uh, which allows them then to kill the clock because Philadelphia is out of timeouts. It allows them to kill the clock and kick the game-winning field goal. This is on a third down. Yeah. This kick it was, was like on a third, third and 15. Down, this holding was on a third down. And so a lot of people are pissed because, oh, they, that call – it was a, a people are calling it a phantom holding call. It was not. It was holding. Clear and the thing that we just watched a clip where someone said this, and that's I think that's the important part. They're showing the wrong clip. Yeah, the wrong part of the play. They're not showing where he held. Like the thing that's running around the internet is not where he held Juju. Let's see. He held that... Juju off of the rip. He grabbed his jersey. You can. There's a clear shot. From the angle of the referee, where he has his jersey and is very clearly pulling it. So that, it's not like the clip that they're showing that's going around where Juju goes around him and he kind of puts his hand on his back. That's not the penalty. So people, that's a soft, that's not a penalty. Bro. That's because that's not where the penalty occurred. It occurred before that 
off the snap when he grabbed and pulled his jersey. So, and that's what like that's what makes me the most mad about it is all these people that are crazy upset aren't even watching the right clip. Right. So the when we talk about these clips and it's on a play, it's it's hard to say like how is it how can it not be the right clip? But the, like we're talking about a clip of a route basically. This route that Juju ran had two breaks in it. Yeah. The the clip that we're seeing is focused on the second break when the holding occurred on the first break and we're not even seeing that in the clip. That's yeah. where a lot of this outrage is coming from because everyone who is showing that clip saying that there is no holding there, they're absolutely right. There is no holding there. That's not where the penalty was called, like you yeah. said. Yep. It's a very annoying conversation and honestly it's super frustrating that you even have talking heads from espn and like cbs spreading this and like jumping on board i think this clip tells us two things the response to this clip tells us two things one the nfl is clearly not scripted notice if it was scripted it would have been an egregious hold first of all and second of all it probably would have been a more exciting finish than a field goal with eight seconds left no it's scripted like that was in the script yeah yeah absolutely but like i think like people being like oh this is proof that it's scripted if anything it's the opposite if it was scripted it would be so much more flagrant real quick on that i saw someone the uh, the nfl posted like a graphic like an animated graphic i guess it wasn't animated but it was drawn like animation style Mm -hmm. it wasn't animated because it wasn't like moving around but you get it it was a picture of patrick mahomes uh, and all of his awards, including his two Super Bowl MVPs and whatever. And someone commented on it. They literally just won five minutes ago. How have you already made this up? Proof that the NFL is scripted. How dumb are you? They also had one of those drawn for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. They also had one of those drawn for Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. They have one of those drawn before the Super Bowl starts for the big-name players. Just yep. like... Like, if you go to Africa in a small village right now, you will find a bunch of little kids wearing uh, Philadelphia Eagle 2023 Super Bowl champion shirts because they have the shirts and the hats printed well before the game. Yeah. And they donate them to, like, villages that don't have a lot of stuff. And I think that's, first of all, awesome that the NFL does that. They donate a bunch of free uh... clothing to people in need. But, like... The um, but how dumb are you? Think they legitimately scripted and then like made this? No, they have one for every major player on every single team that is going to the Super Bowl well before this. They probably had this done the Monday after the AFC Championship game. Like yeah, this, like there's just there's so many moving parts. Yeah. For it to possibly be scripted and us not know without a fraction of doubt. Yeah. I. I think the vast majority of people are playing up to the bit. I yeah. don't think I think the vast majority of people understand that it's not scripted. Yeah. So the other thing that because I, I said that clip pointed two things. This was a discussion in baseball. It's been implemented in the Premier League, and we've talked about it in the past. <clears throat> the it feels like we always complain about officiating, but then the second that VAR or robo officials gets brought up, everyone's vehemently opposed. So let's just say it was a phantom call. You either want the game called so accurately that it takes away any like resemblance of the game, because you got to think holding could be called every play. Yeah, that is a widely accepted yeah. fact that we have just, you know, chosen to brush Ignore. over. Yeah. If you bring in robo officials, everything is getting called. Every play a holding is getting called. You can't write it in to be ah, sometimes called, sometimes don't. It's either going to call it or it's not. You can ask people in England about this with VAR, video assisted referee. If a player is a hair, I mean a literal hair follicle offside on a play that led to a goal, guess Ooh, what's coming offside. back? Yeah. That goal. We're t- like, it is so minute and specific that, like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too, here. Either you want to keep human officiating in because human error is a part of the sport, or you want it called so strictly that it stops resembling the sport we love. You can't 
say no to the robo officials because we love the aspect of human error and then get so pressed every time there's a call you disagree with. I will say this. I don't think most people in the NFL really care as much about the human error aspect of the game. I think that's more of a baseball thing because baseball is this sport that is much more steeped in tradition. It's been around for 150 years. It's been like, like baseball is like the reason they still have 162 games. Ask a thousand baseball players that have played or currently play in major league baseball. I bet 950 of them would say they played too many games. Yeah. 140 would be fine. 120 would be even better. 82 would be plenty. The only reason they still play 162 games is because, for some reason, baseball fans are just these traditionalists, like, only missionary, like, the worst people. Not the worst people. There are worse people than boring people. But, like, the most traditional people in the world. They're old. They're rooted in their ways. So, like, I feel like that that argument with, like, the human error only goes (laughs) into... Uh, baseball, not as much in the NFL. I'm sure there are a couple, but not as much. But but what you brought up is a good point. Like, if we went to robo-referees, it, it would turn into something that did not resemble the current NFL. And I think that would be... I think people would very... I think that would go for on for one season, and the next season we would have refs back. I don't, I don't even think it would make it a full season. I, 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 I mean... I don't think it would make it through four weeks. If it made a whole season, it would be because... No one money like, spent. No refs want to come back. Yeah, and that's a problem we're facing in society. Yeah. No one wants to ref because this is a different discussion. But because fans and parents at lower levels are overstepping their bounds, like, do you want to get out and ref this game? Can you ref this game unbiased? Like, yeah, give them a break, dude. They're just doing a job. Yeah, they're doing a job that no one wants to do. Here, here's my here's my take. First of all, the uh, the light shining right there on that wall looks like the symbol for pie, and that's pretty cool. Hey, what do you know? Uh, but that just caught my attention, and I have ADHD. Uh, <laughs> but no, here's here's my take on this whole situation. Uh, first of all, the refs did a fantastic job in this game. That's a bold proclamation to make. The the refs Twitter even even take out this call, take okay. away this call. I think the refs did a phenomenal job. There are controversial calls that were made in this game. But they the controversy is not with the refs when it comes to those calls. The controversy is with the rules. Because everything that they did, in my opinion, the way I saw it, the way the announcers talked about it, the way they called the rules, and the way they explained the rules, they did everything to the book. On the uh, fumble return for a touchdown that was called back because it wasn't a catch. On the Devontae uh, Smith catch that was not a catch. On the Dallas Goddard catch that was a catch. Um, First of all, a lot of incredible, incredible catches from Philly guys. Yeah. A a couple from some Kansas City guys, but incredible from a lot of different uh, Philly guys. But anyway, um, everything that could be considered controversial was... From the from my opinion, the way I see it, the way the rules were explained, both in the past and on the television by the announcers, everything was done perfectly by the book. There were a couple of missed calls here and there. Like there was a call, there was a holding on Juju that was blatant earlier in the game that was missed. Right. Uh, there were a, a couple of things here and there that were missed, but like in every game, nothing egregious, nothing game changing, nothing like drive ending anything like that uh although i guess technically that juju catch was drive ending um but even still didn't matter chiefs won but the point is this the rest did a phenomenal job and when it comes to this play one of the things that really bothers me this guy admitted the cornerback who made this play james bradbury admitted to holding yeah he said i held him I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let me get away with it. What that tells me is that he intentionally held because he thought he could help out the team by doing something illegal and get away with it. That's what his quote told me. Right. And so, one, that enough should be should tell you he definitely held. This was not a phantom hold. 
he called it. Because we've seen players come out in tiny games, games that don't matter, and throw an absolute fit about the refs. We saw Bosa do it a few weeks ago. Throw an absolute hissy fit about the refs. Get fined for it. And this guy, on the biggest game of the year, said, no, they got it right. I held him. I thought I would get away with it. That, in and of itself should be enough to shut people up. But for some reason, it's not. The second argu- or the second thing, one, the people who were saying it was a phantom hold, you're an idiot. No, it wasn't. Period. Yeah, uh, End of story. That is. If you see the right yeah. clip, you'll know it was, you, it was a hold. If you see the correct clip, because the one going yeah. around, again, is not where he held him. Two, uh, he said it was a hold. Three, the uh, official... The official dude, you know, they have like Mike Pereira on NBC, I think, who's like their official. The official for Fox said it was a hold. Greg Olson even said it was a hold, which takes me to the second thing that's making me upset about this. People who say it's not a hold. The people who say, yes, technically it was a hold, but this situation in the game, they shouldn't have called it. That is an asinine argument to me. And Greg Olson is the one who first said it. Greg Olson said, yeah, I mean, technically, I guess it's a hold. But, like, in this stage of the game, I just don't think you can call that. Let me say, Let me say something really fast. I used to have a similar belief. I, I actually had a belief until, like, 30 minutes ago when, you, when, when, we, when we were talking about it pre-show. When... And this was a point. This was the point that you were probably about the hammer. And I'm sorry, I'm like taking your thunder here. You are. I was on a roll, but that's okay. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like I'm trying to interject where like I I get where he's coming from, but when you when you said just because it's the last two minutes of a game doesn't mean the rule book should fly out the window. Like you're like you like you said that, and I'm like, no, you're absolutely right. Like yeah. it storylines be damned. Like. The rules are the rules for a reason. Exactly. Either you call it or you don't. Exactly. <coughs> exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. People know, who listen to this podcast, that we love Pat McAfee. Yeah. Talk about him all the time. Uh, he's, I mean, inspiration for, part of the inspiration for why we do this. You know what I mean? That and people said it's fun to hear us argue. <laughs> um, but I could not, like, listening to the Pat McAfee show this morning... I was like, this is stupid. Because they had, all of them, had the exact same argument. Yeah, I guess technically by definition that's a hold. But come on, at this stage of the game, that you can't call that. Come on, ref, we can't be doing that. Technically it's a hold. But blah, blah. Technically nothing. The point of a penalization, the point of a penalty, is to penalize doing the incorrect or illegal thing. Right. Period. End of story. So because it is in a certain stage of the game where that penalty is going to affect the rest of the game does not mean you should not call the penalty. I understand. I like, And this is why I gave it a four. I understand that it would have been more exciting for them to kick a field goal right there and give Jalen Hurts the ball with a minute and a half left to see if he can march down the field. I get that. I, I, I would have preferred to watch that. If we had gotten that, and he threw a couple of incompletions, it didn't work out, blah, 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 blah. Chiefs still win. I would have loved that. I think that would have been a better ending. Or they do do it. They get a field goal. We go to overtime. That would have been a better ending. Or they march down. They score a touchdown. The team that I wanted to win loses. That's still a better ending. So that's why I gave it a 4 out of 10 instead of a 7. Because I understand that that penalty made the game less fun. I get it. I don't care. Yeah. If in the middle of the second quarter that gets called, it should also be called two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Just because it wasn't called in the middle of the third, which it wasn't, or no, it was, the middle, it was the middle of the second. Just because it wasn't called in the middle of the second does not mean it should not be called two minutes left in the fourth. 
That's the that's the argument that I think bothers me more. At least the other people are saying it wasn't a penalty. At least they're just ignorant. They're not seeing the right clip. And they're not doing their due diligence to look it up. I get it. But at least they're just ignorant. The argument that because there's two minutes left in the game and because you could have made my viewership better, you shouldn't have made this penalty call, that argument legitimately pissed. Like, how old are you? If you are making that argument and you were upset by the notion that the NFL is scripted... You're an idiot. Yeah, because like you, the NFL isn't scripted or can't be scripted. It's not right. Blah 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 blah. But now I want the NFL to be scripted for my viewing pleasure. Yeah. Get, like, pick a side of the fence, dude. Yeah, it's really dumb. But like, that's how the game in. And, and like the, I think the thing that makes me the most upset about it mm-hmm. is the fact that like, Patrick like. We'll get into all of his accolades at some point during this podcast. Five years in the league starting. Six years in the league total, five years starting. All that he's accomplished, we'll get into. That should be the conversation today. Yeah. The Chiefs, with a slew of rookies on their offense and defense, winning this game should be the topic of conversation today. The uh, incredible incredible show from the Chiefs offensive line that lost them the Super Bowl just two years ago should be the topic of conversation today. But instead, you have a bunch of shows getting on their soapboxes, complaining and whining like children about a properly made call. It feels... And it takes away from how great the rest of the... The other 57 or 58 and a half minutes of this game were incredible. Yeah. And it's taken away from that because you want to be a child. It also feels disingenuous. It feels like you're catering to the public's strong opinion to drum up views. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does, like... I, did, I wasn't able to watch the full game. I watched the play in question. The first time I saw it, I knew it was a hold. Like Me too. Like it was very clearly a hold. Like I, I don't I just don't understand what they want. Like lately I literally said to Chris, missed a hold on Juju, and then the flag comes out. Like it was an obvious hold. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I And this is something that I could do better at in my own personal life. I feel like we, instead of just, like, complaining, like, listen, if there's something you have a problem with, instead of just whining about it, why don't we look for a solution? Like, brainstorm an idea to ease your concerns going forward. Like, yeah. no one's proposing anything. Everyone's just like, man, bad refs, man, yeah. script, man, betting. Like... Come on, dude. And I'll I'll say this. I do think the last two minutes of a game should have a certain level of focus. Yeah. But your level of focus should not be what's going to make this the best last two minutes ever. Right. It should be I need to make sure I'm doing everything properly. I need to make sure I do my job. If I, if you cuz like let's just be honest, if you miss a call in the second quarter, there's a chance to make that call up. There's a chance for that to become inconsequential. But making the right call is essential. So people are upset about the right call being made. And I think that's just ridiculous. Like I find more validity in the argument in the AFC championship game with the missed holds on Patrick Mahomes, there were missed holds. And now I, on the, on the last play with his legs, oh, where he yeah, yeah, got yeah. the penalty by Osai from the Bengals, there were missed holds there. Like he, like there were two guys holding and one of them was pretty soft. You could argue one way or the other, but like, I think there were two guys holding there that were missed. Yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I think that's more of a big deal. Missing calls, I think, is more of a big deal than making the right call when it's inconvenient for you as a viewer. Yeah. And that, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's wild. It's crazy. I think he made the right call. I think, again, one or two missed calls here and there and a couple of, like, soft, quote-unquote, calls and a couple of calls that were stupid because the rule is stupid, but the calls themselves were correct. I think, all in all, the, the refs did a really good job in this game. 
Yeah. I Like, it's a little irrelevant, but, like, just to get my, like, personal belief out there when it comes to refs and calls, in hockey, Alex Ovechkin is looking like he's going to break Wayne Gretzky's goal record, a record that we thought would never get broken. If on the last shot of his career is the one that breaks it, and right before he shoots the puck, a Caps player penalizes someone else... You make that call. You make that call. Like, would I love Ovechkin to break the record? Yes. But if it involves disregarding the rules, which are the foundation of our sports, in order for it to happen, then then it's not worth it. Now, I, I do think it's a little bit different in hockey. It is. It is. Because in hockey they do like makeup calls are a real thing in hockey. Like if you There are. If you miss a blatant hold in the NFL, the next play they're not just going to call a hold for no reason. No, but they'll they, do that in hockey. No, but I I feel like in the NFL there are makeup calls to a lesser extent than we see in hockey. In hockey if they miss something, someone's immediately getting booked for something. Exactly. That's my thing. Like if if like let's say there's pass interference and it's not called. Yeah. The next play, if they just run side by side, they're not going to call. They're not going to call pass interference. Like Whereas the, in, in hockey, they like if there's a missed interference penalty, the next time two guys get close to each other and breathe on each other, they're going to call interference on one of them. Yeah, but I do think that there are like let's say let's say uh, a quarter. Let's say Patrick Mahomes gets hit late, and they don't call a, they don't call a, uh, like late running out of bounds. He gets two steps out of bounds, gets stacked. They don't call the penalty. If another player later on in the game gets one step out of bounds and they get brushed, I feel like they're more likely to call that yeah. penalty. So like, yeah. I think there are makeup calls across sport. Yeah. Hockey is an extreme. Yeah, but I do think they are prevalent in the yeah. NFL and like. What's your opinion of makeup calls? I so I, I honestly think it depends on the severity mm-hmm. and the timing. Um, if it's something egregious that is missed, then yes. If it's something, if it's like offside by a half a skate, who cares? I, yeah, I don't care. Uh, like I don't think that should be made up. But if the, if it's something egregious, I think it should be made up. But uh, the second thing is like. Time-wise, like we've seen in the NFL, in hockey, something happened in one quarter or period, and then in like the next quarter or period, they'll do the makeup call. I think that's too, like, that's too Okay, far. so what if it's, I think there should be a timing, like, if you're going to make it up, make it up. What if it's at the end of a period or quarter or And then half? at the beginning of the next? And it, I mean, and yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's different. But like I don't have a problem with makeup calls. I don't like within reason. Yeah. And I feel like that's not something that needs to be expanded on because when I say within reason, I feel like the vast majority of people understand what I mean by that. Well, but like again, I think it goes back to the point of the whole argument, which like we're almost forty minutes in. I want to get to the actual good part yeah, of this. We've Super only Bowl. talked about I want to get to the actual good part. So let's say this and move on. But, like, I think it goes back to the purpose of a penalty, which is to give the other team an advantage and to penalize you for doing something that you should not have done. Right? Right. And so if something happens and they don't get the proper penalty and you don't get the proper advantage, you should. You should still get the advantage. They should still get the penalty. And so I I do think it's it's a way to balance out what you missed. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, that's yeah. I I agree. So, let's move on. Patrick Mahomes, oh, give me God. his resume. The good stuff. <sighs> this man. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes has been in the league for 6 years. Are we just going to escape by that what just happened? He has started. Okay, yeah. 5 right. seasons and one game. He started week 17 when uh, they had the number one seed locked up and Alex Smith yeah. sat out. Uh, didn't Makes play sense. great in that game, by the way. Well, well you know, he's Not played horrible. great since. So. Not great. Since then, five seasons as a starting quarterback. Pretty good. He's won two Super Bowls. Uh-huh. Two Super Bowl MVPs. He's been to the Super Bowl three times. Yeah, but he's how many won... Pro Bowls? Huh? 
But how many Pro Bowls? He's won two regular season MVPs. He's a two-time All-Pro, which is ridiculous. He should be a four-time All-Pro minimum. And he's been to five Pro Bowls. Has he? He's been to five Pro Bowls. He's played in the Pro Bowl? Well, he hasn't played in five. Oh, but He's like been voted. elected to okay. five. He's a yeah. five-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good start to the career. That's the best start to a career anyone has ever had in the history of national... In, in the history of sports! Well, how did Bill Russell start his career? All right, that doesn't count. There were four teams. I'm just saying... But, be. like, I, I, I cannot... I legitimately, in my life of watching sports... The only person that I can equate to Patrick Mahomes to start their career is Connor McDavid. And that's not even a and good he doesn't comparison have the playoff because he doesn't have the team accolades. He only has the personal accolades. Yeah. And like Patrick Mahomes being the leader of his team, taking a team, making their offense better without their number one weapon, not doing okay without them. They had more yards per game, more points per game, more yards per play, made the offense better after losing Tyreek Hill. He is a phenomenal leader. Every I have not heard anyone on his team say a single bad word about him. No, not at all. Obviously, talking heads and fans are going to... Everyone is always going to have a He's problem with someone at the top. Yeah. Right? But no one who actually plays football with him has ever had a single issue with Patrick Mahomes. He's a phenomenal leader. He is an unseen talent. This, this man... Excuse me. I feel like we just spent a lot of time last episode. I spent a lot of time last episode <laughs> gushing over Patrick Mahomes. But that's because you can't not. He won a second Super Bowl MVP... Uh, once again, with 21 of 27, which is 77% completion percentage, 226 total yards, and three passing touchdowns. Like, come on. All of that on a bum ankle. Yeah, that got aggravated. Twice. Yeah. He got hit, knocked to the ground. Oh, he did. He never got sacked. Let's talk about that offensive line. Why did they lose in Tampa Bay? Or not? In, no, that was in Tampa Bay. Offensive line. 100% because of the offensive line. Yeah. But they went out and they fixed it. They've yeah. had the same offensive line. Fun fact, these are two of the only three teams, the Eagles and the Chiefs, two of the only three teams in the entire league who had the same starting five at offensive line the whole season. It is tough. What does that tell you about how important the trenches are? No, yeah, no, that's what I was about to say. Like, people say defensive defenses win championships. I'd say it's the trenches, dude. I'd say it's I I'd say like what do we see with Super Bowl winners more often than not? Great O lines. A great O line and usually a strong defensive line. Cuz I mean think about it even like Cam Newton. That Super Bowl they got creamed yeah. largely because of the offensive line in Von Miller. Yeah. Like but like the offensive line played phenomenally. Patrick Mahomes again just his accolades a 27-year-old fifth-year starter. It's it's crazy. I had this argument with someone the other day. Uh, if he were if he never played another game, is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, I agree. If you take if you take his stats and assign him to a quarterback, his exact same stats or accolades. I won't say stats uh, because his stats are incredible for five seasons. They wouldn't be incredible for twelve. But you take the exact same accolades that Patrick Mahomes has and put him on a 12-year guy, that's a Hall of Famer in a heartbeat. First ballot, probably. You know what's crazy? And then if you take his stats and equate them, don't give him the exact, but equate them to a 12-year guy, he's a first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer. So, like, yeah. I think if he retired right now, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. I would argue a first ballot Hall of Famer. Let's talk about someone who like listen, Patrick Mahomes is great, and we will continue to address that throughout the length of this podcast, not this episode, but this series. Jalen Hurts, though. Man, that the only thing I did not enjoy. About the Super Bowl. The only thing 
Tell me. Was the fact that Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field and didn't get a chance to celebrate it. Yeah. I wish that we would see more often that, like, finals MVP and all that doesn't automatically go to the winning team. I agree. Because sometimes, like, listen, Patrick Mahomes had a great game. He did. Not as good as Jalen. Jalen Hurts, though, like, Patrick Mahomes had under 200 passing yards. Yeah. He had three touchdowns, 21 to 27, 182. The Chiefs only had two wide receivers get over 20 yards. Jalen Hurts had 27 to 38, 304 yards, one passing touchdown, three rushing touchdowns. Broke the record for the most rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I mean, with Jaylen, two, but he got three. Jalen Hurd, Jay, Hurt, what? Jalen Hurts uh, went off, and he he deserves to get some praise for it. I agree, man. And like, I want to say he'll be back, but someone brought up something today. Uh, a lot of these guys on this team are old. Yeah. This look was at, a, like this was this, a, a lot of guys on this team played in 2017. Look at like, the offensive line. Look at Fletcher Cox. Look at Jason Kelsey and the rest of that O line. Johnson. Like, a lot of old guys who probably aren't going to be here this time next year. Yep. And so I think that's what makes me the thought that he might not get back is what breaks my heart the most. Because he like he does have some uh, things going in his favor, though. Uh, he's in the NFC, which is weaker Sucks. than yeah. the AFC. Just yeah. calling it what it is. He, They have a very young core of skill position players. Dallas Goddard is their oldest receiving option. Yeah. And he's just entering the prime of his career. You got A.J. Brown, who I knew A.J. Brown was good. I didn't realize just how great he was Dude, until this season. You're the second person to say that to me in the last two days, and I don't get it. He was he was this on the Titans. Like, he was that guy. Like, I, I think what it is is um, as good as their rush game is and as good of a rusher as Jalen Hurts is, they're still a pass-first offense, right? Yeah. Which they weren't in Tennessee. Tennessee was surrounded by, like, the, the most of the talk went to Derrick Henry. But I think because of most of the talk went to Derrick Henry, we ignored how good A.J. Brown was. Because, like, he was this in Tennessee. Maybe at a lesser volume, but still this in Tennessee. Let me tell you this. A.J. Brown's best season in Tennessee was in 2020. He had 70 receptions, 1,075 yards, and 11 touchdowns. This year, A.J. Brown had 88 receptions, 1,496 yards and 11 touchdowns. So, again, I think it comes down to at less volume. To me, okay, let me tell you. Because, again, they were a run-first offense. Yeah, But he was still, like, when he was catching the ball, he was still throwing guys to the ground. He was still getting the yak. He was still, like, let me. it was at a lesser volume, but he was still dominant. I almost feel like the yak was better this year. Technically, by numbers, it's a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. And, like, from what I saw, like, I thought that his route running looked better this year. I thought his, like, take his big play in the Super Bowl. His big touchdown catch. There was contact before the catch, and he didn't let hit. Like, it was incidental contact, so it wasn't. There was no chance it was getting called, and I'm not saying it should have been called. But, like, he's just, when he locks on. He is he's getting that ball. In the spirit of giving Jalen Hurts his credit. Oh, it was that a perfect, was a it was a dot. Perfectly passed football. It was a dot. That if that football is anywhere because that guy, the the defender, McDuffie, I don't remember who it was, he turned around with plenty of time. Yeah, he should have been able to get that. But if that it, was anywhere else, he minimum bats it away, could pick it. Yeah. It was it was a minimum. perfect placement. Perfect. It throw. was a per I mean like not really good. Not threading the needle. Perfectly passed football by Jalen Hurts. That's one of that's one of those plays that you see on the commercials where yeah. you're talking about velocity and yeah. catch radius and perfect, all that stuff. Perfect pass. And yeah. and and obviously AJ Brown, uh, the way he was able to adjust, like the way like phenomenal all the way around. But I AJ Brown was great. And I cannot agree with you more that Jalen Hurts deserves uh, all the credit in the world. Yeah. It, it, this team lost, and it wasn't because of him. 
and, and like, I really don't think it was because of the Eagles at all. I think this was just a Herculean effort by a lot of different guys on the Chiefs. Like, Pacheco saw, played out of his mind. We saw two teams go on the field and play with everything they had in them. Yeah. The breaks just, and like, they just happen. What am I trying to say here? It just, it, the, the Chiefs just came out on top. One of these teams had to lose. Yeah. No, I agree. And I just like, man, I it was so fun to watch. But, no, you, you talked about it earlier. There's one guy in the history of the NFL who has won Super Bowl MVP from a losing team. I mean, like, this weekend it should have been two. Yeah. Like, Jalen Hurts had a 71% completion percentage, over 300 yards passing, over 70 yards on the ground, three touchdowns on the ground, a touchdown through the air. Like, everything that his team did was because of him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I just – I feel bad that he lost. I, I, and, like, again, I'm glad the Chiefs won. I was rooting for the Chiefs. I love – you know, listen to me talk about him. I love Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but I, I just feel bad that Jay, – I, I think Jalen Hurts is one of the few people – uh, in the history of the Super Bowl, who can honestly say I put out every single bit of effort I had on that field? Yeah, but uh, let me tell you something that agitated me from where I was watching the Super Bowl. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco had a great game, phenomenal. Uh, he scored a touchdown, and a lot of people were ripping on my man's touchdown dance. And it's just like, dude, you gotta you gotta realize this is a rookie who was drafted late, wasn't a starter going into the season, earned his position, and he just fulfilled a lifelong dream, scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I think... Let my mans express himself how he wants to. Like, we talk about seeing players' personality. Is there a better... Like, we saw his personality, and you guys are jumping down his throat about it. Like, come on, man. We talked about, obviously, how good Jalen Hurts was for the Eagles. Um and I think we need to talk about how good everyone was for the Chiefs. Yeah. Because Travis Kelsey, phenomenal game. Yeah. But that's expected, right? Yep. Juju. Phenomenal. Phenomenal game. game. That made like, as a Steeler fan, let me just say, I am so happy for Juju. Because, yeah. like, say what you will about his TikToking, whatever. I feel like one thing that Steeler fans know from watching him play in Pittsburgh for so long is Mans is a great teammate. Yeah. And I I'm just happy he's got a ring. Yeah, no, same. And like but I just like Juju had a great game. And I love that for Juju because yeah. Juju obviously broke out and had a great couple first seasons and then people Kinda wrote him tapered off. off a little, yeah. People wrote him off. So happy for Juju. Um Kadarius, Kadarius Tony didn't do a lot. If you just look at the numbers, it looks like he didn't do a lot. But he had a massive touchdown catch. He had a massive punt return. Put a him couple on the of five. like a couple of key plays Kadarius Tony did. And then like one of my favorite parts of the Super Bowl were two specific moments. One, that uh Pacheco touchdown that you're just talking yeah. about. His celebration. And it goes back to what you said. This man is a rookie who is a lot of people didn't consider that highly touted. Yeah. Who has, a lot of people didn't even know his name. Who has made a name for himself in the playoffs and just scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And then the second one was the Sky Moore touchdown. To Sky take Moore the lead. Didn't, Sky Moore didn't have a dance. He didn't have, like, whatever. He, immediate, as soon as he crossed the goal line, starts flailing his arms. He's like, yeah! Ah! And that was just awesome to see. This young kid, he's a rookie. He's in the Super Bowl in his first year. And just, I mean, that, like... He caught the the touchdown that gave his team the first lead? Yeah, first The first lead, lead of yeah. the game, late in it. You're, you Same story as Pacheco. Drafted in the second round, so a little bit higher, but going into a much more crowded wide receiver room. Because, like, here's the thing. Philly has two wide receivers who are better than all of Kansas City's wide receivers. Yeah. And Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Kansas City, though, very deep. They have wide receiver like their wide receiver six would be a wide receiver three on a lot of teams. Like we're talking, and I will a say this deep setup. I will say this. I think going into a full off season with the Chiefs, 
we're going to see Kadarius Tony next season be a number one guy. Absolutely. I and I think and I like I think that's perfect for the Chiefs because you have a guy like Meikle who can be your hard yards your after scorcher. catch, your deep your deep threat, your Tyree Kill replacement, whatever guy, your your uh, wide receiver guy. number two who can dominate the slot and do a lot of again yards after catch and juju and which, run blocking, which where we and that's where we've seen Juju succeed the most, yeah. right? Like his best seasons were when he was the number two to AJ or uh, Antonio AB. Brown. Yeah. And so if you like, you have Miko in the perfect spot, you have Juju in the perfect spot. So if we, if he can, and I think he will, Tony, I think will be a perfect wide receiver one and have that slot. I think we're finally going to see his full potential. Um, and then to top it all off, you have a really good rookie in Sky Moore. Who's going to be going into a second year and hopefully taking the leap. Like, such depth in the sky, that wide receiver The room. sky is the limit for this Chiefs offense. Again, after they lose Tyreek Hill. It's, it's, it's just wild. crazy. It's wild. But I do I do think um, that's ultimately what won the Chiefs the game. As incredible as Jalen Hurts was, I think it was a more team effort on the Chiefs. Yeah. Everybody made plays. Every single person on that team made massive plays. And again, I cannot give enough credit to the offensive line. They didn't allow a single sack. They allowed great holes for Pacheco to expose. Even Mahomes. Gave Mahomes time to either find a hole or make a pass. Uh, Really, really great job by the Chiefs as a whole. Excuse me, as a whole. And so, um, just phenomenal. Phenomenal game. The whole thing was incredible. Um I, I, I mean I can't talk about how good it was enough. Like it was amazing. Yeah. No, it was it was a great Super Bowl. It was fantastic. I uh what did you think of the halftime show? It was great. What oh, do you mean? I loved it. It's I loved Rihanna. It. I liked it last year's but. a lot more, but I don't think it's fair to compare the two. I think it was really interesting that Sometimes we kind of get built up into this, okay, well, who are they going to bring out? And it used to not be like that. Like, usually, it used to be bringing someone out was a treat. Whereas now it's kind of become the expectation. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people I've seen have been upset that she didn't bring anyone out. But, honestly, I kind of like the change up. Yeah. I mean, it it would... I feel like it didn't need someone to be brought out. Like, a lot of these, like, people bring them out as, like, a... To a get surprise like an extra or whatever. pop out of the crowd. And, I mean, there have been performers who, like, weren't very good. And when they brought out the guest, it made their performance better. Yeah. Rihanna didn't need that. Bro. No, she was she fantastic. She was absolutely crushing it. The choreography was incredible. The stages were awesome. Uh, and she, obviously, is perfect. So, like, it was amazing. What do you think... What did you think about the floating pat- platforms? Those gave me, me They gave me anxiety. They immediately made me think of that one level from Super Mario Smash or uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee, the Captain Falcon level with the oh, rotating yeah, stages, yeah. or not rotating, but the floating stages. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell um, you, the, I thought uh, they were kind of cool. They are. They did look terrifying. Yeah. Uh, let me get off topic for a second. I gotta tell you, from my perspective, it's very strange right now because you see the sun was up. When we started recording, yep. now it is not, and uh, the light from the laptop is just so ominous. Yeah, dude, that's why. Like, I I can't see you. Yeah, because the light is just so in my face. So I keep putting my hands over the screen so I can actually see you because the so the light's yeah. not yeah in my face. Well, I, um, I think I think that might be a sign. Yeah, that yeah. it's it's time to wrap this puppy up. No, um. As fast as fastic as fantastic as the Super Bowl was, you know what's even more fantastic? Uh, tell me. Our listeners. Oh yeah, they are the best. They are incredible, fantastic, probably beautiful. I would assume. Yeah. I would assume if they listen to us ramble on for an hour and a half, they're pretty pretty good looking, pretty uh, good in the looks department. But uh, listen, I don't know where you're going. I don't know whether or not you're one of the big dummies that's mad about the penalty. Hopefully you're not. I, I doubt you, you would be if you listen to this show. Amen. Uh, I don't know what you're doing where you get where you're going. I don't know 
where Thomas is going with this. I'm just trying to do a outro, my guy. <laughs> but uh, whatever you're doing, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here, here so, so we, we don't, don't get, get fined. fined.